Hey guys, welcome in. It's Brad with College Sportscast, and we are here to do our very first The Big Fuss Show. Please have your attention. It's all a commotion around here. What are you talking about? Let them yap at you. It's actually very exciting. There's the big, big fuss show intro. I have, I have John Hammond's all with me. Even made John Hammond's laugh. Are you ready yeah. to bring some heat? Bring fire tonight. I'm ready to bring. I'm ready to bring some heat, brother. All right, man. We gotta be we gotta be on our game tonight for the big fuss show. So I've got Hammonds on with me. We might have someone else join us here in a bit. I'm not sure yet, but we will see. Um, we are college sports cast. And let's get this up on the screen for, for you guys. We are college sports cast. Uh, this is the big fuss show. This is our very first big fuss show. Uh, we did a show very similar to this last year, um, but I just mm -hmm. called it Hot Topics and blah, blah, blah. So this is our first Big Fuss show. We are presented by the Fanboys. We are featured on Let's Talk Sports, Sideline Sports, and the Real Fresh channel, as well as you can find us on your Roku, Apple, or Fire TV on WSBN TV channel 30. Now, how you find us on Roku is this, or Apple, or Fire TV. Download the BoxCast app. Once you download the BoxCast app, search for World Sports Broadcasting Network. Then when you find that, then you can find College SportsCast on Channel 30 on World Sports Broadcasting Network. And then you can get us on your Roku, Apple, or Fire TV. All right, John, you ready to kind of get started here? Yes, sir. All right. So our opening is just going to be some hot topics. And I'll put that on down at the screen so it'll scroll as we go through a few of these. The first one for the for this past week was Colorado. Colorado's big win. Prime time. Um you know, Colorado with Deion, with Deion Sanders as the head coach. Um, you know, what what are your takes on it today? They were ranked in the AP poll um, after their big win. I think they were ranked 22nd in the AP poll. So, John, what's what's your thoughts? What's your takes on the Deion and, and at Colorado and his big win against oh, TCU, national runner-up? You know, Travis Hunter, you know, he put on a show Saturday. He he literally done it all for for Colorado. And Shadur Sanders might be one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the country. Um, 
this team is really good. Um, now, I will say this, you know, I think the hype is there and there's plenty of hype and whatnot, but I think it can be leveled down a little bit um, too. I think we need to – we just need to realize that Colorado is probably not going to win it all this year. But at the same time, <laughs> yeah, probably not. They're, they're, they're going to do some things. There, there's a good opportunity for them to go bowling. Um, I feel like this week, because we said it last week, last week was, you know, the big, the big game for them would be Nebraska. But we did not know that they was going to pull this off at TCU. And 21 point honest, underdogs. I'll be honest, it, it was it was impressive. It was really impressive. It was. I mean, they were 21 point dogs in this game at TCU, um, who were the who was a national runner up last year. As much as some people don't want to recognize that, they were the national runner up last year. They did beat Michigan in the college football playoff and uh and looked pretty good beating. Michigan, and then they had some injuries and looked horrible in the championship game. I, I will say that. But, um, you know, Dion brings in like 83 new players in one offseason. I mean, he is bringing in 53, I think, transfers in one offseason. Um, you know, I mean, that's a that's an NFL roster, an entire yeah. NFL roster, 53-man yeah. roster. Basically, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's an entire NFL roster just bringing them in in the transfer portal. So, I mean, you know, Travis Hunter, I think I read, I, you know, and when you're watching it, you can't sit and count the plays, but I think I read he played 121 plays in this game. He played both sides of the ball. All <laughs> yeah, that's craziness. He, yeah. Absolute, absolute um, craziness, man. <laughs> and played 121 snaps, according to what I read. And you know, um, you know, so I was I, I was watching before the game, the TCU student section was chirping. They was chirping. Like they was chirping at him. Yeah. And when he made that, I think it they had a video of it. When he made the interception with the, the going down to pick it off. They video, they showed them they showed yeah. another video of them and they didn't say nothing they was they was quiet like they like they had just been told that they wouldn't get any ice cream you know what I mean it was like yeah you know, it was like shut up and time, then you know? and then he, and then his son I mean Sanders the quarterback I don't know how you actually say his first name Shadur I'm not sure how you Shadur say Shadur Sanders yeah. Um, Shadur, that's what I thought, but I mean, 510 yards broke an all-time record at TCU for yardage in a game. Four TDs, no. I think he broke a. I think he broke a Colorado record for a quarterback. If I'm, yeah, what I say, TCU. What I say, that's what I meant. But he might have broke records there too. So I don't know. Colorado record. Yeah, he broke a Colorado record, not TCU record. How would he break that? Anyways. <laughs> All right. But so, you know, he broke a record doing that and, you know, looked 
scored 45 points. Of course, they gave up 42. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, my thing is with the hype, they're ranked this week. They're going going back home to play Nebraska this coming week. Nebraska Mm -hmm. didn't look all that great. It should be a game they can win at home. I was reading – I think it was this morning that one a ticket just to get into Colorado for the Nebraska game is four hundred dollars this weekend. Yeah, it's a hot it's a hot island. That doesn't surprise me. It's a very hot island. Yeah. That place. All right, but granted, my final. Granted, it's Nebraska, but that place is going to be absolutely yeah. rocking. It's going to be insane because well, they I mean, Nebraska really has a big, a big. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a big rivalry for Colorado. I mean, that used it to is. be one of the big rivalries when they were big, tw- you know, big eight schools, both of them. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so. But I will say this: let's hold let's hold the fuss just a few more minutes. You know, let's let's wait a couple of more weeks and let's see. I do expect them to probably win this game now um, against Nebraska at home. Um, but with that said, let's move to TCU for a minute. What what is this? What is that game? What does this mean? What does that loss mean for the season for Sunny Dykes for TCU? What what do you think that means? Uh, I don't think it really means a lot. I mean, you know, they lost their quarterback last year. Um, they had a lot of turnover in in their roster. Um, I think they fell from the rankings um, today. So they did. I don't know. I just I think it's just too early to to really tell what it's really going to do for TCU. Um, Sonny Dykes runs a really good program. Um, he's going to have them prepared to play. Which, um, if I'm not mistaken, no, that's that's Utah and be and. Uh, I'm trying to think who Utah plays this weekend. Baylor. I they was thinking of Baylor. Baylor. I was thinking of Baylor. They played Baylor. TCU, um, I, I just don't think it's going to really amount to – I think this was more about Colorado than it was more about TCU, I think. That's fair. I mean, I think but I don't, it doesn't but I, mean really I, anything I'll say this, for them in the Big think, 12. I don't t- think TCU is the team that they had last year, if if we put it that way. They're not they're not the same team. It's yeah. a different team. Yeah, they're not college football playoff team anyway, mm-hmm. I don't think. Yeah. All right. So the next big game that I want to get to in our topics here, hot topics, is Duke and Mike Elko last night. And the job that Riley Leonard did, I'm going to start it out with, man, did you see that 44-yard TD run by Riley yeah. Leonard, the quarterback? I mean, Michael, Michael Vick type. Backbreaker. I mean, honestly, had him wrapped up behind the line of scrimmage. He fights. It was – it was awesome um, run. I'll go. What you think about it? 
I'll say this about – I'll start first with Clemson. The offense was absolutely atrocious. Um, there was no separation with the receivers. The quarterback was – he couldn't get the ball to the receivers. I'll be honest with you. If if it wasn't for Will Shipley, they get shut out. If if they don't have Will Shipley, they, they – Well, I mean – they don't even score, to be honest. Honestly, and if it wasn't for a muff punt, I think they get shut out last night. They get shut out. I mean, yeah, minus was, they. You know, they had the two. What was it? The two turnovers. Was it maybe two or three? Yeah, had inside. two fumbles, and the one fumble yeah. was returned almost for a touchdown. It was just it was sloppy. Yep. Last night, to me, and I know this is hard to say because. Clemson has been in the in the in the talk of college football for a long time. Last night was a low point. I've said it, and I'll keep saying. I it. agree. Until Dabu Sweeney, until he connects into the transfer portal and evolves within the college football era, he's going to get left behind. In my opinion, he's got he's you. I mean, yeah, you can depend on five star guys, four star guys, but you've got to address key um, roster positions. You can't just keep depending Need, on recruiting anymore. Needs, yeah, needs. Yes, it's yeah. because you look at FSU, yeah. you look at North Carolina, um, even Notre Dame. They've addressed needs. It. it I I'll be honest with you. If this Clemson team comes out the way they did to last night against Duke, Florida State's will have to whip them. And I mean really good. I, I thought that the entire game last night when I was even, watching even, it, to be even at you, even at Clemson. Even when it's at Clemson. Let's I mean it's, let's get let's give Mike Elko some darn credit though, man. Yeah, I mean he, last year was his first year. And this was just his second game in his first year, and he is setting it ten and four now with a win over Clemson in his first game, second season as well, a record physical. with this Duke. You know they're a physical team. The defense played physical. Um, you know they won nine games last year. And, they were and, they was even, and they was an even tougher schedule this year. But at the they same time, if you look at their schedule coming up, there's an opportunity for them to be undefeated when Notre Dame comes to town. And can you imagine an undefeated, undefeated Duke with Notre Dame rolling into town? The place might be even more bonkers than it was last night. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, you got to give – they got they have a couple of really good receivers. They have a couple of really good backs. They have a defense that was flying all all around the field and 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 holding their own with Clemson. And then you have Riley Leonard who I mean this kid's impressive. I mean before last season he was in a quarterback battle. Mm-hmm. When Elko was hired last year, well, they actually moved the guy that he beat. 
they moved him to a wide receiver, and he he's one of them that caught like five or six passes last night. Yeah. And the thing the too, guy, the guy that was I was reading, I was reading something this morning that Duke had a certain amount of three stars, and Clemson had four and five stars all over the field, and Duke was literally playing them toe to toe. Yeah, absolutely. Like you know, um, I tell I tell I, people I'll say time, this. It's all about coaching. Don't sleep on Duke. I tell people all the time it's all it's all about coaching. If you have coaching, you can you can win just about any game if you if you outman the other opponent. Yeah, I mean Elko was a, def- a good defensive coordinator, and you can see that the way uh, Duke plays on defense, like they're all over the field, flying flying around the ball, sideline to sideline. Um, you know, so, but to it, to end this with the Clemson side of things, I, you know, watching that game last night, I'm worried about Clemson a little bit, you know, I mean, and I'm not a Clemson fan. Um, you know, I, it's, it's hard for me to fathom that they went out, that he went out and hired Garrett Riley and is not running some kind of version of the air raid and is still running basically the same offense. I think it's a miscommunication with each other. I think. And I just, it's very hard. I mean, let me say this. Garrett Riley, the last three years, two of them was at SMU and one last year was at TCU has basically averaged 36 points a game as an offensive coordinator in college football the last three years. Last you night, minus a, minus a muff punt at the 17-yard line. <laughs> they won't, They don't even score. Clemson gets shut out. By Duke. Now, yeah. they did move the ball. They got inside the five. They got inside the ten three times. Once they missed a field goal, and twice they fumbled. So they were there, but even those three times is not enough to win that game. Mm-mm. And now, when you is with what the I'm way saying. you got the clock, the way the clock runs now, if you have a big lead yep. like that, all the other team has to do is just run the clock, run the run the football. Yeah, and it takes yep. teams the game harder is a chances lot to, if if it's a lot quicker. The team now. wants to play it that way. Yeah. Yeah. If 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 you play that kind of style. All right. So our next one gonna move. Yeah. Our next one, we're gonna move on to the next one. The next one is the the other big win for this past weekend, and that was FSU and Mike Norville. Um as they beat LSU. What did you think about this game? And what did you think about FSU and the way they played, especially the second half? Man, they, they impressed me so much. Um, first half, I felt like was kind of ugly a little bit on both sides, but they started picking it up. And, man, Keon, Keon Coleman, he put on a show for uh, Florida State. He literally put on a show. Yeah. Ray Benson played good. Jordan yep. Travis played good. They just out-physicaled LSU. They just – 
put the burner to the burner and just said, you know what, we're going to do what we do and stop it. And LSU's defense couldn't stop it. LSU well, throwing over like, the top and Coleman and Coleman six four and he was going over top and catching him, you know, over I'll top of receivers or defenders. I'll be honest with you. I was watching LSU. They looked like they hadn't practiced all spring. Like they was just in quicksand. Yeah, that's true. I, I'll tell you what I think what it means for me um for LSU. I and and People are going to say that I shouldn't probably say this, but on my side, man, something's something's up with with Brian Kelly. I mean, he just has some kind of arrogance about him or something, and he thinks that you know that he can do no wrong and he can do whatever he wants. Um, I mean, well, and, the and, truth and is, too. the truth is in this game. LSU in the first half should have had a much bigger lead. They they were down there and had chances for points. Could have scored. They were inside the five once and had like seven plays inside the five because there was a penalty and couldn't get it in the end zone. Inside the five, had like seven plays. Well, then, and two. If then they go I mean, for it on fourth down – Inside the five, first play, first drive of the game, and I'm just like, Brian Kelly, what in the hell are you doing, man? I mean, this is, you know, first drive of the game. I mean, take the points, man. I don't understand. I mean, I really don't understand. And it's, it's baffling to me. And then he done it again in the first half. And, you drive. know, a lot of people – a lot of people wanted to pin this game on Jaden Daniels, and a lot of it wasn't Jaden Daniels' fault either. The offensive line could I think not. A whole lot of it was Brian Kelly. Yeah, and the I'm offensive be line couldn't you. block. Offensive line was getting beat up physically, and he was just making some. And the receivers, they was dropping balls like it was just. It was just not not a real good impression, to be honest. But to be fair, what's up, Joe? LSU is not going to have the kind of physical matchups that they had with Florida State going forward, though. It's going to be kind of different, I think. And, John, just real quick, UK better win this weekend. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, they better. That's all all I can say. (laughs) If you know who they're playing – if you know who they're playing, that should be enough to know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> On that topic, let's, let's if you're a UK fan, you know who they're playing. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh but you know, FSU, they looked impressive, man. I mean, they really looked impressive. Um, the way the way FSU played and the way Clemson played in back-to-back nights even at Clemson I don't know if they win that game or not I'm gonna I'm just gonna put it out there I was really high on Clemson early in our preseason but I did not pick them yeah yeah I did I picked them to win to go to the ACC championship but after 
the whole time I wanted to really pick FSU. I think FSU has the more complete team. I think they got the better players. I think they got better quarterback play, wide receiver play. I just don't think Clemson has the playmakers they know, mostly have. They usually have. They don't have the skill position. On the outside, they really don't have the playmakers that they normally have. Not not those Sunday-type guys that, you know, like T. Higgins yeah. and, you know, those kind of guys, yeah. Right. And LSU, I mean, it, it's not an end-of-the-season type deal. Like, they lost this game last year in a different way, but they lost this game last year. They come back and still – won the West and had a chance to win the SEC. So it can happen, you know. So, yeah. I mean, they, they still have an opportunity to, to you know, to have that kind of a season, to maybe win the West mm-hmm. and, and maybe make the college football playoff. But they, that, mm-hmm. they're going to have to win almost all of them now, maybe all of them. It's, it's going to take – They're going to have to – And it don't get no easier because in, I think – what two weeks they play Mississippi State? I think it's yeah. And Mississippi State to me yeah. looked pretty impressive Saturday. To be honest, I, mean, I know they wasn't playing. They was playing uh, a garbage disposal of academy, but I mean, <laughs> but still, I mean, they look they look decent. I mean, right. I don't mean it disrespectfully to the other team, but. I mean, you, you, you win, you play who you play out, out in front of you is what I'm saying. So. All right. We are going to move on to our pick six segment. Here we go, guys. see if I got this right here. There we go. Now it says pick six. Yep. It's up there. All right. Welcome to our pick six segment, college sports cast. So tonight we are going to do one fairly easy tonight. I feel like we're going to do our top six individual performances for week one. So I'll let you go first. We watched a lot of football opening weekend. What's that? I said I'll let you go first. We watched we watched a lot of football opening weekend. Um, you know, so top six individual performances. I mean, I you gotta start with Shadur Sanders, right? Mm-hmm. Five hundred and ten yards, four uh four TDs, no interceptions on the road, twenty-one point dogs, and pull out a win against the national runner-ups. I mean, I'm not saying in, these are in any order at all, but I'm just kind of picking six that I that that I really thought stood out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Michael Penix Jr. had a well of a game for Washington um, against Boise State, who is no slouch, and they won like fifty nine to. 
15, 16, 17. I forgot what the final score was now, but it was a big mm-hmm. blowout. Um, covered the spread of 14 and a half points by a long shot and made sure that the country knew, hey, last season was no fluke. We're going to be there. So mm-hmm. I'm going to take Michael Penix Jr. as one of mine as well. Um, you know, going around the country, I really liked what Sam Hartman did. Um, this yeah, was more good. in the Navy game and the week, in the week zero game. I thought mm-hmm. Sam Hartman played really, really well. And I, I'm going to take him as one of my six. I, I thought that, uh, you know, he had 250-some yards. He was like 19 of 23 or 23 of 25. He only had four incompletions, and he had four touchdown passes. Um, two of them were to a true freshman, Greathouse, Jaden Greathouse. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought they looked really, really good for at Notre Dame. So I'll start with them three, and then I'll let you go and pick three, and then we'll go back and forth. Um, I'm going to go – Travis Hunter, I felt like he he made an impression, especially on the offense and the defensive side. Um, he was all over the field. He was making plays. You could always go Shadir Sanders. I'm going to go with Bright, uh, Travis Hunter. Um, the second would be the Oregon Duck. He had 546 push-ups this weekend. <laughs> um, they ended up beating – they ended up beating um, 81, points. 81 to 7 Portland over Portland, Portland State. State. Yeah, that was yeah. – I mean, granted, Portland State's probably not no good, but that was pretty impressive to me. Um, Coastal Carolina, cornerback um, Clayton Isbell, he had three interceptions against UCLA. Um, they was in the game late, but they couldn't pull it off. Coastal Carolina, regardless of that they loss, are still barely they, they covered. They're still going to have a pretty good team, especially in that um, conference. So um, those were my top three, I think, because you pretty much mentioned the top three that I was going to pick. So, all right. Well, so three more that that kind of is sitting on the top of my head. I guess one would be Keon Coleman. I think is his first name with Florida State. Yes. Yeah. I really – like, he was really impressive, high point in the ball. I really think that he, that he was impressive. I'm going to pick one as a homer, and and he um, – back-to-back seasons, opening game, he has had a kickoff return. And what really made this one special is about three days before the game, I saw an interview with him after practice in uniform, and Barry and Brown – basically called his shot. He told everybody, I am going to run one back on Saturday. And he did 99 yards to the house um, and, and was named um, SEC special teams player of the week Mm -hmm. uh, for that effort. And uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to name him just as a Homer pick, Um, you know, and then I'm trying to think, you know, I, you want me I'll give go you, with you, last. 
I'll go with last night and go with Duke Riley or with Duke's Riley Leonard. I mean, that he, he didn't have spectacular passing stats, mm-hmm. but he had over a hundred yards rushing, guys. Yeah, he he did really good on the ground. He had over a hundred yards rushing, a forty-four yard, unbelievable touchdown from a quarterback. Mm-hmm. He not only like got away from the but he outran he juked and outran the cornerback as well to the end zone. Um you know so that's that's my six. Um I'll, I'll you give you three, you I'll give you three, three more. Um I'm gonna go with Trey Harris. He had six receptions for 133 yards and four touchdowns for Ole Miss. Um, that offense was opening up again this year for Lane Kiffin. Um, they beat Mercer 73-7, to which Ole Miss has a big game this weekend, and we'll get to it um, Thursday in the game day pickers. They, they play oh, to yeah, Lane. Um, that'll yeah. be a really fun game. Offensive-wise, we could have us a shootout. Um, I'm going to go – I don't really know. I'll just go with – I'm going to go with Donovan, Dylan Edwards. He had 159 total yards and four touchdowns for Colorado. He was a big pickup for um, Colorado. I think he had five receptions for 135 yards. Um, he had four touchdowns and three of them was receiving. Um, but, you know, between Edwards and Hunter – and Shadur Sanders, that offense is lethal. And, you know, good luck, Nebraska, Saturday afternoon in Boulder. <laughs> that's all I can say. Which, yeah. I will say yeah, this. Yeah, no kidding about that. I will say this. Nebraska has a pretty decent defense. I just don't think their offense is great enough to beat Colorado. Now, they, they, might, be, they might stiffen up a little bit this weekend and play, play really hard, but I don't. I don't think they have the offense to do anything, to be honest. Um, my last one. Whew, these are tough to these are tough. Um, I'll tell you one I'll go with Jalen Milrow from Alabama. He had 194 um, passing he yards. Did have a good week. He had three passing touchdowns and two rushing touchdowns, and he had one on a broken play. Like one of them was a broken play, and he ran it in for a touchdown. So maybe for a week, the the heat is off him as far as the quarterback battle, um, which they play Texas this weekend. We'll find out on both sides Did of the Spencer ball. How play? Did Simpson play any in that game? I didn't. I didn't think. I don't know. I didn't look at the box score. I don't know if he did or not. I really don't know. Um, I really think. That this week we'll find out how good Texas and Alabama truly are. We'll we'll see up front. Oh, we will. Going on with both of them. That's that's one of the biggest games of the week. So we're definitely going to be covering that game. It's, it's the if if you want to sit back on the couch on a Saturday night, it's the seven o'clock primetime game. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. Get you popcorn. Right, so we are going to our no fly zone segment. Here we go, guys. Negative 
I'm guessing. All right. I'm guessing this is our last our segment. no right? fly zone. So this is where we pick some topics. It is. Um, this is where we pick some hot topics, and this is where we tell you guys if it should fly or not fly. Um, so the first one is this, Big John. We're both SEC guys. The SEC is in trouble after going 0-3 against ranked teams in week one. Are you fly or no fly on this? Can I have in the middle? <laughs> because I don't think it's as bad as everybody thinks. I think, <laughs> I think there's there's room for improvement. It's not a good look. Maybe. I can tell you that. It's not a good look. It, it's probably the worst looks that we've it's, had in a while. Um, beyond, <laughs> I'll, okay. I don't think – I think it'll fly. Because beyond Georgia and Alabama – Maybe the surprise team, Tennessee, you know, maybe Texas A&M with their quarterback play getting better. There's just not a lot of – But those are maybe. There's just not a great – it's not a great – this year is not really a great year, I don't think, beyond a couple of those teams so and maybe a few surprises. Is the SEC's in trouble? I think they are. All right. Well, um, so – well, now, I mean, me – I'm going to say no. I'm going to be different just because you said fly. I'm going to go no fly, but it is worrisome. I mean, I am worried about it. So not only did the SEC lose against three ranked teams, they lost all three games by 13-plus points against come back to me. LSU. Come back to me Sunday evening when Alabama and Texas play – in Texas A&M and Miami play. Now, if they lose both of those, then we and have we have State little... goes out to Arizona this week, too. No, it's at Mississippi State. It was Arizona last year. Oh, is it at Mississippi yeah. State? Okay. Yeah. But they play yeah. each other this week. They play each other. But if they start losing this weekend, I'll have a reason to kind of have some concern. And I still think it's a concern. Beyond the top – couple of teams there's not really a lot of great teams in there there's a whole bunch there's a whole bunch of higher end mid teams i think in this year's sec i agree all right so my next one is this the pac 12 the Pac-12 is set up to make some noise in the college football playoff after going 13-0 and in week one, and that includes USC playing twice. They are the first conference that's ever accomplished that in week one. I say this is a fly because, you got, because you got Washington, you got Oregon, you got USC. Um, you got um, even Utah. Utah is is, is in Utah. the mix. You know, so Oregon State four, didn't look bad. Oregon State looked pretty good. So there's there's possibly three or four teams that could crash the party. I mean, but the most realistic 
three, if I had to put them out there, would be USC, Washington, and Oregon. To me. See, I it can't be Utah. They're the two-time defending Pac-12 champs. Well, and then you, but then you'll have Utah, and then you'll have, you know, the surprises like um, Oregon State. Who's the other team I mentioned? Um, Utah. I think Utah – which I think Utah will be fine. Um, I, I just feel like they're a different team when they have Cam Rising in the game. Um, last week, I felt like they probably could have beat Florida even without him. Um, Florida is just in a in a flux right now. I don't know. That's a different topic for a different day, but I just don't. I'm not sold on Florida yet. Like me and you, me and you had our differences about it earlier in the year. So um, earlier in our preseason rankings. So. Well, so the Pac-12 for me, I mean, I'm I'm fly on this one. I think the Pac-12 is going to go out um, with a bang. I think mm-hmm. they are set up. They have they have really good quarterbacks and quarterback play this year. Um, they had six they get, returning three thousand yard passers from a year ago. If they get their if they get their tight end back, they're going to be even better. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm actually a fly on this, and and I was on a post game show with Coleman Scott talking Kentucky, and I called Riley Leonard one of the best quarterbacks, and that he was a beast, and and, Riley, and that's what Coleman Riley Leonard is there, probably. So Riley Leonard is one of those quarterbacks that a lot of people have really overlooked, um, and he put his he put his stamp on that last night by showing he belongs, you know, especially on a big stage. Yeah. Oh, I agree. All right. So I got Jerry Carter up there saying he's not sold on the Pac-12 yet. But to finish my thought on the Pac-12, I think that I am fly. I think they're going to go out with a bang. Um, You know, this is basically going to be the last year of the Pac-12 after 108 years in football. So, um, a That's a long time. with the teams they have, I, I think they're I think they're set up to have some success this year. So, that's that topic, and then we're going to move on to our next one under the no fly zone here. Garrett Riley running the Clemson offense for Dabo instead of the air raid. Are you fly or no fly on this, or should he be? Should he have hired Garrett Riley to actually run? The offense he knows. I think this is a no fly because, and I and I tell you why because if if you know Dabo, he's very stubborn, and he's stubborn with the portal. He's stubborn with how he he runs his offense quarterbacks. Um, that's not to say he's not a good person. I'm not saying that. I'm saying his coaching philosophies. His coaching philosophies have to change. He has to adapt to the new era of college football. Yeah. Because if he don't, he's going to get left behind. And, he, and, it, and it's already looking that way right now. So, and look who just showed up. The, ina- the inevitable John Roberts. <laughs> What's up, John Roberts? <laughs> 
right, so I'm going to tell you a little story. So before the game last night, I was watching ACC Huddle. It's basically like SEC Nation or yeah, or whatever. It's, it's, it's before the game. Yeah. It was on ACC Network. Yeah, and it's called ACC Huddle, and I was watching that. And they were interviewing Coach Dabo, Dabo Sweeney. He was on the field, had a mic on. They were interviewing him before the game. And Dan Mullen asked him the question about 30 minutes before game time and said, you know, with the hiring of Garrett Riley, did you hire Garrett Riley to come in and run the offense and run his own offense, or did you hire him and he's going to come in and basically run the Clemson offense? And before the game, he actually answered and said, well, we're going to run the offense that we've always run and been here for 15 years, and he's going to collab with me and – the, and that's how we're going to do it. And then they but went the, out and almost and almost got skunked. Besides, the, did you did you, know, you and did you read earlier so today? Um, I, I'm absolutely a no buy on this. Yeah. Well, I'm absolutely no flying on this. I read today. You're going to hire Garrett Riley, who has been. I actually posted a video today. Um, Dabo. I just say it. If you're going to hire Garrett Riley, you got to let him run the offense. I don't know if it was today or yesterday, but he said that our offense got um, compared to Brian. France, Ferent, Ferent from uh, Iowa, and he said, Ferent. "When you get when you yeah. get called that, that's pretty bad." And he was calling out the Iowa offensive coordinator. That ain't that ain't a good look. Yeah, that right. He, he's under some intense pressure, yeah. man. I'm gonna yeah. say this. All and right, I, and I'm gonna be. I'm going to be quiet. He only got one player from the portal. Jerry had mentioned it. And he lost 12 guys. Now, that that's not going to get it done when you don't when you don't address those needs. And I'll be quiet. Yep. I agree with you on that. All right, Shadur Sanders is a top 10 QB in all of college football. Yes, sir. I think so. Fly he or no put, fly? I think it's a fly. He put together one of the best games I've ever seen from a Buffalo quarterback, probably since Cordell Stewart. And I'm going to say this too. Um, Hall of Famer Tom Brady told him to not – don't be satisfied with just that. You know, want more. Yeah. And I think I think he's going to do more. I think he's going to play more. You know, and I tell you something. You know, if he does that against TCU, I can't wait to watch him when he plays Oregon or Utah. I'm gonna say or, this. Or I'm gonna say this about it. He had a heck of an opening game. Um, he is a really really good quarterback. I think that he has the potential to be a top-ten quarterback. 
But there is a lot of good quarterbacks in college football this year. They I mean, are the Pac-12 alone, the Pac-12 alone has like six or eight really, really good quarterbacks, and that's not counting mm-hmm. all the you know Riley Leonard's and uh, and you know mm-hmm. the quarterbacks all around the country. I mean, JJ McCarthy's and you know, there's just top ten. I'm I'm going to say mm-hmm. no fly mm-hmm. as of now. But this is only after one week, so we might revisit this one. <laughs> I'll say this. And then my last. All right. Go I think ahead. Travis. I think Travis Hunter. I, well, I, that's what we're getting to. Never mind. Go ahead. I figured that was yep. that was what you were going to talk yep. about. Yeah. My last topic. Yeah, my last topic for tonight on the no fly zone segment that we are doing is Travis Hunter is a top five Heisman candidate after one week. Are you sold? Are you fly or no fly on this? I I think you got to be fly. I mean, look what he did. He played offense and defense. Has a player ever really done that in in the college football era? I mean, that we know of? Who's done it? since the 40s. I mean, has anybody (laughs) – and has anybody ever won the Heisman playing both ways? I'm not guessing there has been. Okay, so um, did Charles Woodson play? Did Charles Woodson play wide receiver? Yes, yes. That's who I was trying to think of. Charles Woodson played both sides, but he didn't play That's 121 right. plays. He 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 played in some games. Games, he played 20, 25 snaps on the offensive side, you know, something like that. That's that's the but, guy I was thinking of was Charles um, Woodson because I thought he played offensive side of the ball. Yeah, Charles Woodson. Yeah, but he won but, and he won the Heisman actually. He he won. That was the was was the last defensive player to ever win it. I think. Yeah, but he didn't just. Everybody says he's the last, or you know, the defensive player, or whatever. And he is, but. In college at Michigan, he also played a little offense and was well, pretty good at it, too. There, so, was a, there was a guy over there at uh, Knoxville, Tennessee, that deserved that little trophy that year, I thought. <laughs> maybe. Hey, man. I felt like he, yeah. he, was, he was impressive that year. So, Yeah. But – Going back to Travis Hunter after one week, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay fly on this. Nah, I mean, he was impressive. Like I said, I think I read where he played 121 snaps, offense and defense. He had over a hundred yards receiving, like 121 or something like that. He had a pick out of the end zone um, on defense. I mean, mm-hmm. he was everywhere. So. If you can do that anywhere close to that weekly, you are definitely a top five Heisman candidate. I'm with you. I mean, that's an absolute – I mean, there's just no way. It's going to be interesting to see what happens this week as Colorado hosts Nebraska. Oh, and, you know, Matt Rule in his second, Matt uh, in his second game. Thursday's game day pick should be fun. 
There's a lot of good oh, games yeah. this weekend. Absolutely. Next Absolutely. week, what the twenty? I think the twenty third might be even better. Ohio State, Notre Dame, um, Alabama, Ole Miss. There's some really good games that week. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be some good games. So, oh yeah, there's going to be some good games for it's sure. It's been fun weeding out, man. Well, I got one or two more things here to go over real quick. One is this, and that is for Thursday night um, on September the 7th at 8 o'clock. We will be doing our game day pick em week two. Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure that I get that up on the screen. And you know what? this is where we I pick 10 you- or 12 games. Best game. I think you took me. I think you took me out of the Sunday part. Because you knew I loved to watch the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's why well, you took Hammonds me out. will be with me and Taylor Bell will be with me. <laughs> Hammonds will be with me and Taylor Bell will be back with us for our game day pick them on Thursday night. And we've been doing – we did a upset of the week, a lock of the week, and about 10 or 12 – picks each week so follow us for that i know we kind of all had a rough start um in our picks but it wasn't all a loss but we'll go over that on Thursday night with our game day i will say this um green bay don't have aaron Rodgers anymore so good luck (laughs) yeah yeah i know Oh, shoot. Yes, I know this, Hammonds. <laughs> All right, so the very last thing that I got here, and this is just something quick, this is something to have a little fun on. So after the game the other night, um, I believe it was after the game, or it was might have been yesterday at a press conference. I can't remember now. But Nick Saban was asked about Texas. And – I don't know if y'all caught it, but he picked up a Coke bottle and said that this Coke <laughs> bottle is not a crystal ball. <laughs> and I thought I would start with this as our final final buzzer for the show. Hammonds, I'll ask you this. Nick Saban's crystal ball Coke bottle says what about Texas and Alabama this week? Look for a physical matchup. I think it's going to be a really physical. I think it's going to be a physical game. I'm not sure Texas has the um, offense to compete with Bama. They do have – let me rephrase that. They do have the offense, but I don't know if they can go pound for pound with Alabama is what I was trying to get at. I think Alabama's just got better. I think it's going to be a very entertaining game. I think Alabama I think it's has going to be a very entertaining game. Yeah, I do too. Texas has the receivers. Ever, ever. Yeah, they got running decent, back, but they didn't. Have, but they really didn't impress me Saturday against Rice. They, they just kind of, I don't know. It just wasn't 
I agree with that. They wasn't really impressive this past week. It wasn't really sharp. No. And you can't do that against Alabama, which they won't. They won't. They'll be playing good for them. They'll be ready to go. All right. That concludes our show tonight, guys. We appreciate everybody being on with us. Um, We will see you guys on Thursday to do our game day pickums. Can I please have your attention? Don't let promotion around here. What are you talking about? Let them yap at you. It's actually very exciting. Uh <laughs> <sighs>